0: Hello, my friends. No Republican governor has been more vocal in his opposition to what he describes as socialism than Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis. I stand against socialism, he thundered in Florida's 2018 gubernatorial election. Socialist policies have failed time and time again. In June, DeSantis signed an education bill directing Florida's Department of Education to develop a curriculum educating students on the evils of socialism, as well as communism. But how exactly does define socialism? Well, one hint came in 2013, when as a freshman congressman, he claimed that a federal bailout for the New York region after Hurricane Sandy was an irresponsible boondoggle. I sympathize with the victims, he said, but his answer was no. The House overwhelmingly passed the bill, nonetheless, providing $9.7 billion in flood insurance aid for Sandy's victims. All 67 votes against the aid came from Republicans, including DeSantis. The Senate passed the bill as well, although Florida Senator Marco Rubio also voted against the aid package. So would DeSantis call any form of government aid to those in need socialism? Well, apparently, DeSantis's definition is more elastic than this. As his state confronts the devastation wrought by Hurricane Ian, the fiercely anti-socialist DeSantis is asking the Biden administration for all the federal help Floridians need. The administration has already put 1,300 federal response workers on the ground. It has pre-staged 110,000 gallons of fuel and 18,000 pounds of propane, and has readied 3.7 million meals and 3.5 million liters of water. And it has moved generators and has 300 ambulances in the state working alongside local officials. Yesterday morning, DeSantis and Biden discussed further steps, including the issuance of a major disaster declaration that will provide Floridians with federal aid to supplement state and local recovery efforts. Residents of nine counties will also be eligible for individual assistance. We all need to work together, regardless of party lines. DeSantis told Fox News' Tucker Carlson Wednesday night when people are fighting for their lives, when their whole livelihood is at stake, when they've lost everything. If you can't put politics aside for that, then you're just not going to be able to. Now, my point is not to accuse DeSantis of hypocrisy. It's just that a major disaster tends to focus the mind on why we need to work together rather than issue meaningless attacks on socialism. In fact, DeSantis's former stance against socialism has been the tried and true position of the Republican Party for a century against all forms of social insurance. As the 1928 Democratic presidential candidate Al Smith, then governor of New York, put it, the cry of socialism has been patented by the powerful interests that desire to put a damper on progressive legislation. Is that cry of socialism anything new? Not to my man, of, or a man of my experience. I've heard it raised by reactionary elements and the Republican Party for over a quarter century. Socialism was the scare word used by the Liberty League in 1935 when Franklin D. Roosevelt proposed Social Security. In 1952, President Harry Truman noted that socialism is the epithet they have hurled at every advance the people have made in the last 20 years. Socialism is what they call the public power, social security, bank deposit insurance, free and independent labor organizations, anything that helps all the people. When when the Republican candidate inscribes the slogan, down with socialism, what he really means is down with progress. What is the alternative to social insurance against hardship? Well, it's a survival of the fittest society, which only the richest and most powerful endure. Social insurance is what government is for, pooling our resources for the common good. Whether it's called, and regardless of whether this is called socialism or enlightened capitalism, it is necessary for a decent society. Yet America spends very little on social insurance compared to other advanced nations. Almost thirty million Americans still lack health insurance. Nearly fifty-one million households cannot afford basic monthly expenses, including housing, food, child care, and transportation. We're the only industrialized nation without paid family leave. We can debate whether social insurance reduces people's incentives to take reasonable precautions against potential hazards, or whether it causes people to become overly dependent on the government or undermine personal responsibility. But listen, there is no debate that many Floridians, and as seems likely, residents of South Carolina and adjacent states, need the help of their fellow Americans to weather this monster of a hurricane. This urgent, Palpable need should remind us how often we do need one another, not just through charity and personal generosity, but also through an institution that pools our resources for those of us who find themselves in need. It's an institution called the federal government.